fuck it. That's really the attitude that keeps a family together. It's not we love each other. It's just fuck it, man. Hello and welcome to episode 364 of Under the Cull of MS, another Fuck It Friday episode. <laughs> that was a little quote by a hated comedian at the moment, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. But he's finally, he's been coming out doing a bunch of shows again, so it seems like they're lightening up on him a little bit because they don't like his sexual preferences <laughs> if you're not hurting nobody it's okay with everybody it's all you're just not doing weird shit without asking them and stuff and yeah but that's his thing that quote is just by him from him all right I have comics that I wanted to talk about yesterday, but because of the heater situation, never got to it. I didn't want to do it late in the day, so I figured, screw it. I'll talk about the comics today, so I get them out of the way, so I can get more red for next week. So let's talk comics to start this out. FBZA. Federal Vampire and Zombie Aid Agency. This is by Radical Books. It's a graphic novel. Trade paperback. Vampires and zombies are real. In fact, the undead have been with us since the country's very inception. These living nightmares are not the stuff of romanticized legend, but rather the result of viruses. Black plagues that threaten all of mankind. This is why the FBZA was created. To eradicate these creatures from the face of the earth. By the way, Federal Vampire and Zombie Agency is what FBZA stands for, if I didn't mention that yet. And by the late 20th century, it appeared that they had done just that. Until now. Brought out of retirement, Dr. Hugo Pecos is charged with stopping this contagion before it spreads nationwide. But with an underground vampire cell plotting a massive attack, will he be too late? This is inspired by the website fbza.org and written by comics veteran David Hine from Spawn and Spider-Man Noir with jaw-dropping art by Roy Allen Martinez and Wayne Nichols. FBZA is sure to keep even the most jaded fans of the genre turning pages well into the chill of night. It was a pretty quick read, and I did get through it pretty fast. And we get to see kind of like a vampire zombie fighting family that also has some of these issues in their family while they're working with the military to deal with these contagions and all these characters. It was actually pretty interesting. I didn't mind it. The bummer about it was when we got this book, it was all falling apart. So it was kind of hard to even hold the pages together to get through it. 
then once I was done, the wife glued it all together, re-glued the seam and stuff, and fixed it all up nice, and it seems to, seems to flow way better now that I have it in my hands, and it's actually together. But yeah, it's, uh, you get to see some, a couple children of a doctor, a male and female figure that are trained to what, to take out the vampires or zombies that they're dealing with when they attack. And these two characters are very interesting to watch and the team that they work with and the crossover with their father, who's working with the military and stuff and seeing how they all get along and how it all works out. It's a pretty interesting story. Didn't mind it too much, but not one of my top favorites of vampire zombie related uh, reading material, but definitely interesting. Uh, Next up, we have Killing the Cobra. Chinatown Trollop by Mario Escovito. Let's see what, if I can read this now that my light went out again. Spinning out of the best-selling novel, The Nymphos of Rocky Flats, author Mario Escovito brings his Iraq War veteran and vampire detective Felix Gomez to comics in the all-new tale of murderous mayhem involving the ruthless heroine merchants, the Han Cobras. But vampire powers may not be enough to protect Felix or his lover from the vicious gangsters. Now, this is by IDW. That right there makes me really wonder about my wife. Because if I would have read that before buying this item, I would have never bought it. But for some reason, she's all like, yeah, let's go for it. It's got nymphos. It's got the Iraq War. It's got detectives. It's got gangsters. It's got drug merchants and all that. Which all sounds like a bunch of controversial headache issues to me. (laughs) But my wife chose differently because she has some of this person's books and she figured I might like the graphic novel form of their books but yet she has not read their books. So it's like if you're going to get something because you have something at least know what the hell the something is that you're getting. Because if you know me I'm not into the whole gangster shit anymore. I don't care about the gangsters. I mean, after Goodfellas and stuff, I don't need any more. I had my fill of good gangster movies. And this, when you get into the Asian gangsters, it just gets... They really like going deep into the sex slaves and all that stuff and murdering children and abusing women in ways that shouldn't even be shown and talked about. I mean, it's just, I don't know. 
It's just not my cup of tea. I don't don't like seeing that kind of shit going on. But other than that, it's a story of a gal dealing with a gangster crew, and because she's kind of connected to a vampiric military type character that's after these gangsters and they have their opportunity to leave the city to go on to their next mission but instead he wants to finish some unresolved stuff and because of it it's going to get a bunch of innocents killed and the story never really finishes what it's supposed to be doing so that was a real depressor too. It's like I don't. It's like it talks about a bunch of shit I don't like talking about and seeing, reading about, and then they don't finish the freaking job in the first place. It's like really, I don't see a number one or anything on the side of the damn book, so it doesn't mean it's going to be going on. It should have a freaking complete story in the trade. That pisses me off. But, fuck it. <laughs> it was a gift from the wife. So hopefully she didn't pay much for it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not really happy with her choices on that one. <clears throat> it really makes me wonder if she even knows me. It's, uh, <laughs> like, come on, girl. <laughs> I'm not into that shit. Are you hinting that you want? <laughs> that in your lifestyle and it's it's just I don't know let's get to some fun stuff <laughs> some more interesting style comics this is Superman Top Cat DC Hanna-Barbera crossover with the fourth bonus story of the secret squirrel that we were waiting on so we could finish up the story. This one deals with uh, Top Hat, or Top Cat, Top Hat, Top Cat, Top Cat, where's the Top Hat? Uh, he's basically down on his luck at the moment, I guess, working as a grocery store employee, and there just so happens to be something going on with The Kalian race. Uh, apparently, Kale is an actual living race from a planet, and we're eating it. And the Kalians are just about all wiped out because they classified Kale as a superfood. So the Kalian race is getting eaten regularly, and they decide to fight back. And it just so happens to start out around Superman and this Top Cat character, and they have to deal with these entities or ent- one giant entity and everything else around it. And this Kalian entity just wants wants the person that came and attacked their planet. And, made them classified as a superfood and wants to tell everybody that 
their companies also doing it to other planets. And so you get to find out what's happening with it. And that was a fun, really fun story. Great for the vegetarians and vegans <laughs> out there. Uh, and then the secret squirrel story. We finally find out what's going on with this girl's father that's the head of the pinky squad, the golden pinky squad. And what his full intentions are and what they can do to stop him along the way. And it was a good ending to this story, but also left me hanging with a few questions in the end. Uh, some things I would have liked to have found out a little bit more about all the characters. But overall, it was a good four-part story and then the next one was super sons dynamite and the blue falcon dc Hanna barbera crossover this story if you're a dog lover starts out depressing gets more depressing throughout but the dog does live a great life until it's turned into a mechanic dog, a super dog. And we get to see this Robin character and the super boy character teaming up to deal with some stuff that's happening. They want to go blow off some steam, get away from a funeral and whatnot. When they do, they happen to come across Dynamut and it takes them into a whole storyline that they get to deal with. And some more things happen along the way. Some people have some problems and you get to see how all the characters deal with it. And it's an interesting, good story. It's just they go dark with these a little bit. Which always surprised me that they didn't go black label with these. DC black label instead of just regular DC comics. Because there is a little darkness to them. And I don't know. It was a little depressing seeing some things that happen. Just brings back thoughts and memories. If you're a dog owner over the years. And... uh they're great, they're loyal, they just don't last long. Their batteries wear out way before us. But that's a good thing, because that way we're there for them. But then, the next one was Black Lightning, Hong Kong Fui, DC Hanna-Barbera crossover with a funky Phantom Fable bonus in the back. This one... We get into some well kind of racial issues, kind of family issues, uh, just a 
variety of crossovers between a variety of characters in here that ends up leading us into this special scroll thing that's got different scrolls that teach a certain type of martial arts move and people are trying to get their hands on uh and that's not a pun if you do read the story trying to get their hands on this secret uh, special move and kung fu fui is trying to protect it keep it away from other people's hands and it's an interesting story just watching how they deal with it and then we get into the funky phantom story which happens to go back to the civil war and a character trying to get away from the other side and gets locked into a old clock and dies in the clock and some character has a way to do a spell to bring the spirit back to life in a ghost form so the people could talk to him and they uh, think this character is a different character than he is and when he comes out they get to deal with him, learn some things, introduce him to the final constitution and what happened and it was a fun Fun little ghost Civil War style story. Uh, nice little introduction into the Funky Phantom. I didn't. You don't see these sides of the characters, and they make these characters these way for these stories. But in the long run, some of this also must fall back to the actual characters, and kind of makes it gives you a whole different look at the Hanna Barbera characters that I grew up with with my Saturday morning cartoons just getting up super early five six in the morning if I could I'd wake up come down in my pajamas dragging a blanket behind me uh, just make myself a blanket fort or just a pile of blankets and pillows and cushions in the middle of the living room Turn on my cartoons, sit down with a big bowl of Captain Crunch or some type of cereal that we had back then. It's like Captain Crunch was one of my favorites. Life cereal was good. Uh, wasn't too big on the Lucky Charms or anything like that. Frosted Flakes, I ate a lot of. Uh, and then... Eventually, as time grew on, we got better cereals, graduated to Cinnamon Toast Crunch and stuff like that. Uh, I actually loved shredder wheat. It was a thing my dad ate his whole life, so he always had the big shredder wheat bars around. And then eventually they came into the little shredded wheat uh, pieces that were covered in the sugary coating it's like that was even better but back in the start it's like you take the big uh, 
share wheat bar, you'd crumble it up, and then you'd put a ton of scoops of sugar on top of it. <laughs> Give it some flavor and just sit in front of TV, watch Woody Woodpecker, watch the Laugh Olympics, uh, Tom and Jerry, the Scooby-Doo, the Looney Tunes. If I got up early enough, I'd start out by watching Combat, which is the old army. Uh, like World War II era show, and they'd have uh, Lone Ranger and Tonto and Tarzan and stuff like that for the early, early hours, four or five in the morning, then six o'clock or so is when the cartoons would start pumping through. And yeah, I love the Laugh Olympics. Those are one of my favorites. Captain Caveman, uh, Speed Buggy, and all them. Just all these characters are fun to watch back in the day. But next one that we're doing is the Flash Speed Buggy DC Hanna Barbera crossover. This is a lot of fun seeing Flash dealing with this character driving this buggy and he's gone into the uh ah the flash what is the flash zone that they they cross over into uh the the z it's not like the zero zone or whatever it's a dangerous realm where the Flash goes into and can screw up time and all that shit. And then there they happen to deal, be dealing with Kilgore in the start of this storyline. And uh, it was actually really interesting seeing how they took this character driving the buggy and he's got issues with his daughter and she hangs out with the gang that ends up with speed buggy later on in life but uh when they're dealing with all this these other characters and they're fighting away some things happen and he becomes part of the buggy and that's how speed buggy comes to be the speed force i think that's what it's called I'm pretty sure it's the speed force and uh so the accident causes him to become part of speed buggy and in the long term that's how he can hook up with his daughter and keep an eye on her and it makes me want to rewatch all these comics from back in the day all these different story lines how they made these characters come to be and see if it works good with the old style Laugh Olympics and all the old cartoons we used to watch. And then the last one. Save one of the best for last, which should have been one of the worst. Because <laughs> it's Aquaman. <laughs> but Aquaman Jabberjaw. DC Hanna-Barbera crossover with a Captain Caveman bonus tail in the back. I mean... How can you go wrong? Sharks and Captain Caveman. But this is a fun story of seeing how some aggressive sharks are causing some problems. And Aquaman and Jabberjaw get to meet. 
and they go into the ocean and find out that there's a, a little uh, passageway in between realms, and that's time zones. That's how Jabberjaw from the future came back and hooked up with Aquaman in the past, and we have these characters and what's all going on and why the humans hate the water people and water characters. Just a big con- confrontation between humans and water life and all that causes all this to happen in the future and it brings it back to our past. But yeah, it was fun. And then we go to Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman's a Shazam style story, which is cool because we get to see the old Shazam man character that made the Billy Baxton I believe that's his name. Uh, and the Black Adam characters, what they were are today. Uh, him and I believe it's Dr. Doom go on about what it would be like if we went back further in time and made Captain Caveman one of these style characters. Uh, give them the ability to save their life and bring them to our time and see how Captain Caveman deals with our time. And it was actually a lot of fun. And <laughs> he yells out a couple times, but not as much as he does in the comic books. The Captain Caveman thing. But yeah, I liked it. It was a lot of fun reading. Those crossovers were great. I can't believe I waited so long to read them. But who knows? I might have them in a box and not know about them, too. So, but that's all right, because these were on a stupid wire rack without backing boards, so they're all curled up on the bottom anyways. I don't know why anybody that owns a comic shop would not put backing boards in any comics that they're standing upright just to give them that stiffness so they don't get all bent up and then when I was walking outside I dropped my damn bag anyways and broke my broke the little Dracula character that I got for the wife and messed up all the spines of my comics I bought that day so that made me want to just say screw it I'm only going to travel around to different comic shops and check out things I think, and get back to just ordering most of my shit online because it comes all bubble wrap nicely, bagged and ready to go. But bagged and boarded, good to go. And I get my 35% off discount. But if I go to a shop, I got to pay full price. And I'm lucky if I get a bag. They don't have boards anymore. I just don't like stuff that's bent. It drives me nuts. Have some respect for the comics, but running out of time here. So I guess fuck it. I'll sit there and come back with another portion. I was gonna try and do this all within a half hour because today's uh, third week of Lent, I believe. So we're going to do Friday fish fry at the church since the church is whipping up their fish. So we'll take mom down and support her church and get us some fish for dinner. 
but I will have to come back with a little bit of more information other than just comics. Otherwise, I'd call this episode something else if I was just talking comics. So I'll talk about some random stuff right after this. I'll be back. All right, what have I been doing? Let's see. Checked out Assume the Position, which I think was on Netflix. Or no, that might have been on Hobo Max. It's an interesting look at pop culture and history as we know it. With uh, one character that's in uh, a lot of the teen boppy... uh, Kind of like Animal House style shows back in the day. Uh, I just can't think of the one I want to think of where he played a high schooler and they were always getting in trouble hanging out at the old car hop diners where he had the roller skating waitresses and stuff. All I can think of is American Graffiti. It's kind of like one of the offshoots of American Graffiti. Actually, he might have been in American Graffiti also. But it was a fun look at pop culture and history. So I suggest checking that out if you want to see. He just goes to different classrooms and colleges and talks to the kids about our history. Uh I like go back in the day and it was a lot of fun back when we were kids I and mean, way back before electronics kitties this was before you had your computers your handheld devices all that shit back in the days where a video game was pong a ball bouncing back and forth between two lines or defender or atari a little triangle or atari <laughs> uh asteroids i mean where you got a little triangle that's shooting at these little rocks floating around in space uh defender where you were in a little spaceship just hauling ass uh 2d platform style just shooting all these little aliens and alien ships along the way very simple times one of my favorite games of all back then was space invaders just a side to side scrolling ship Shooting up at the spaceships above you and hiding it behind your little rocks on the bottom, which were considered your little like cities or villages. Uh, just trying to think of some of my mappy was a great game back then. Dig Dug. Uh, Mr. Do, Mr. Do's Wild Ride, Mr. Do's Castle. Uh, we had a lot of fun back then with simpler games, simpler playstyles, but they actually weren't simpler. I mean, they were very simply made, but there was no way of conquering these things. I mean, you'd have to put in rolls upon rolls of quarters if you wanted to actually conquer these games. We didn't have unlimited lives and be able to go back and forth. As we know it nowadays, and be able to team up, up with friends and take down the masses. But 
Yeah, we didn't have all the electronics, so we'd have to go play outside, actually. We'd actually build things. We'd uh, use our hands and tools and get into our parents' work sheds and stuff and get in trouble for using their equipment and not putting it away and not cleaning the tools and and by the time you were if you were a boy back in the day living in our area by the time you were 10 years old you knew how to 10 12 years old you were driving farm equipment driving farm trucks around town you're you usually knew how to use at least a stick welder and then gradually get introduced maybe to a mega TIG welder. Uh, constantly injuring yourself, working on stuff. We had one time where a friend of ours was alone working on a vehicle and the jack collapsed on him. And he actually did Superman it and was able to lift the vehicle up enough to get it out from underneath it. And then drop it. Luckily, didn't seriously injure any of himself. We had one friend that was driving a three wheeler back in the day. The three wheelers were death rolling machines. They were nasty. They're easily to wipe out on any curve. Uh, the four wheeler ended up prevailing in the end. Whereas now you see towns all over where people can use four wheelers in the Midwest get around as a secondary vehicle and stuff but uh one friend was hauling ass down a road and came upon a dump truck and went right underneath the dump truck and somehow survived and lots of bumps and bruises along the way and injuries with it but survived it uh i was water skiing one day and i pushed dad to go as fast as he could and I was trying to solemn ski and get it up at top speeds and a boat cut him off and he cranked the wheel to avoid smashing into the idiot that cut him off. And when he did, I ended up flying off the over the right side of the wake, jumped the wake, flew so fast when he cranked the wheel of the boat that I ended up losing control doing somersaults and I ended up flipping somersaulting past dad's boat and as he cranked it and during the flipping and somersaulting my the my water ski came up and smacked me in the head and knocked me out so I was laying face down in the water and, and they had to hurry up and get to me and next thing I knew I went from being behind the boat water skiing to all of a sudden getting whipped off to the side. And I didn't remember anything after that, the flipping and all that. I wish we got it all on video camera. Next thing I knew, I wake up in a lawn chair on the beach in the Fond du Lac Park and massive headache. And they're just pumping me full of aspirin and other things trying to make sure I'm alive and there's no major issues. Never took me to a doctor, never checked for concussion damage, internal 
bleeding of the skull or anything like that. So that wasn't a good thing. Uh, we had times where we'd get a group of kids together, a variety of vehicles, and we'd go out to local cemeteries with a Ouija board. We'd sit out there and do our little ghost chanting, get drunk while we're playing with the Ouija board, and then some jackass would always try and threaten the devil. or <laughs> And then, of course, the cops would show up. And the ones that had were driving the vehicles, they were screwed. They had to get deal with the cops while the rest of us ran. And never forget the one time we were in Eden and walked all the way back, constantly jumping in the ditch, laying down and hiding in the ditches. Vehicles went by, and there were multiple cops that did drive by looking for us. Then we walked all the way down. One long-ass road and then another long-ass road coming back to our town. It took us hours and of drunken walking. And of course, who do we got here today? Hello, Mr. Telemarker. You're live on WKRB. What are you going to try and ruin my life with today? Huh? Man, you got to talk when you call. That's your job. You dial the phone and then you speak into the receiver. Well, thanks for wasting my time. Call back when you want to talk next time. <laughs> uh, these people just won't stop. I, I'm just done with the whole star 97 or I don't even remember what it is. I think it's star 97 for our phone company to block it, but all it does is come back with another one. And they just don't want to talk anymore. So it's like not even fun. It's like, come on. Give me someone to talk to at least. Uh, or you'll get the stupid machine, of course. What were you talking about? Ouija boarding it, huh? Walking home that one of the times and puking as you're walking and you have people there throwing up yeah girls passing out rolling down in the ditches you're trying to help people up and get them to keep walking and you got like a 30 mile walk you're doing two three the cops came and busted us i think it was around one in the morning or so and by the time we got back to our town it was like five of them Then we stopped at one person's house. Someone snuck into their house because the door was unlocked and tried to get to the person's bedroom to wake them up to have them give us a ride home. But here they are still out and about partying. So they weren't home yet. <laughs> uh, and then we get back and all this shit and hook up with the drivers and hear the cops just let them go. And they were driving around looking for us, and we were hiding in the ditches, thinking they were the cops every time they drove past us. Uh, young, dumb, and full of cum. That's what they used to say back then. Ask gas or grass, nobody rides for free. Ah, uh, yeah. Now we do, uh, out here we have the goat man. Goat man was a big thing story was in the Kettle Moraine area. That's some people from another state 
were out camping in the cattle marine and they came across this goat man creature. Well, two friends of mine who are part Indian and their whole family is have been Marines and stuff were great storytellers back in the day. And they could whip up a story as they'd do children in the corn stories when we'd be out doing the cornfield runs and stuff. We just have tons of fun doing that. But uh, they'd, uh, if you had one of them with, you'd get them to start chanting away about the goat, goat man story. And the one time we were driving with my little hatchback car and we were on our road, gravel road, but it was not raining at all at that period or anything that week. And all of a sudden, at one moment, by the Goatman house, a building that supposedly the Goatman lived in that we snuck into, and there was, like, red stuff all over this one toilet and all over the walls. Looked like blood. We don't know what it was to this day. Could have been anything. Could have been paint. Someone did just to mess with us. Could have been blood. Could have been animal blood, human blood. Who knows? (laughs) But uh, we were right by it. And we were telling the story, and all of a sudden, I couldn't move. Uh, the car- tires were spinning like they're in mud and quicksand. They were, I was not able to go. And all of a sudden, the hatchback popped open. You could not pop my hatchback from the inside. Unless someone knew a trick that was back there, but that thing just popped up, and it just freaked out. <laughs> Everybody out. It was lots of fun. Was, we were always doing those little goat man runs and then we had a friend who had a family farm that was abandoned that had all kinds of things like a little tricycle and stuff and it was around that nightmare on elm street days so we'd challenge people we'd take them out there and challenge them to go all the way upstairs break a window and then come back down or do something up there and then come back down prove that you made it all the way upstairs and you'd see like little tricycle and stuff and people swore they seen it move and swore they seen things in the windows and seen things in the closet up there. It was just, yeah, it was always fun torturing people. We had an old abandoned house way out in the middle of a cornfield. That one they had like old casket looking things down in the basement and stuff. We, we'd party at a lot of fun, strange places. We'd like to be we like to be spooked all the time. And then there was always parties every weekend and a lot during the week back then. We were little alcoholics and wasteoids, druggies and shit back in the day. So we'd sit there and someone would call out who's having, where they want to have the party this time. And we'd go out into the middle of the woods, throw a party, just have tons of cars. We'd be jumping fire pits with the vehicles and stuff and all kinds of fun little things. We'd have tons of music playing and stuff. And we didn't have that many problems, conflicts with people because we were smart enough to go out in the middle of nowhere. And the only ones we really had conflict was with the DNR. And the DNR happened to know my family. They happened to know the... The Marine Indian family. Uh, they happen to know a couple other families. 
And when they'd find our spots where we got all drunk and trashed a place and had bonfires and stuff, the couple of DNR members would call one of us up in the at like five in the morning and say, yeah, you got about a half hour to an hour. Get your ass out here and clean up the area or we'll be sending fines out because we know who you are. We know we know where to send the fines to and stuff. So that was nice of them. They, they knew we were just blowing off steam. We weren't hurting nobody. We were just having our little parties, but get drunk and lazy and don't clean up in the end. They'd call you on it, but we were usually pretty good about keeping our areas clean or having different quarries or family uh, sand gravel pits and stuff like that where we'd have the parties. So we had had it pretty good back in the day with that. Uh, We got a few quarries around here where we'd stupidly have parties at and those can get dangerous. We almost lost a few kids with vehicles going off of cliffs and not knowing where things were. And then we'd do cliff diving at this one where you dropped about 30 feet until you hit water. And we never knew what was down below in there and stuff. We could have broke limbs and got stabbed or whatever. If there was metal and rock down there that was protruding out in certain ways. But yeah, it was fun back then. You found ways to... I mean, even staring at the stars. I mean, it was so much fun just climbing what we call Dundee Mountain. It's the biggest hill <laughs> around the area other than like the ski hill and stuff. And we'd climb up that thing and sit atop with a bottle of whiskey or some type of alcohol, a couple joints or something. And just lay there wasted staring at the stars. I know at one point they, uh, I can't think of the band name, but they have that Children of the Sun album, and uh, all the songs kind of relate into each other, talking about aliens coming to Earth and uh, saving us and all that stuff. And it was just a fun, fun cassette to bring with the tape player to play in your boombox while you're laying there wasted staring up at the sky just wondering what's out there talking about alien life and all that stuff uh even dating back then it just was a whole different thing you just hook up at parties and just relationships were very open back then and yeah we had a lot of fun Electronics ruined a lot of things. I mean, yeah, it made life easier. But in the long run, it was more fun when you actually had to think. Or someone would make up lies about things that you you were wondering about. And it's like, but now you Google it. You search everything and get the truth right up. Well, what's considered the truth. <laughs> uh, right there in your hand when you type it up and... Anybody can find out anything nowadays. It's not it. It takes that conversation away. The water cooler conversation where you'd watch a TV episode and then sit there and talk about it at school or at work with others. Whereas now you just sit down, you 
you binge the whole series and then you're like going up to everybody else. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? Ha ha. Did you watch it? I don't want to spoil it. I want to talk about it. But you can't because you're waiting for everybody else to binge watch the whole 16 episodes or whatever. Whereas back in the day, once a week, it would give a nice little conversation piece for us to talk about. Uh, thank God I didn't have 360 vodka back then. Because, oh, I picked up that bottle of 360 Huckleberry Vodka. And I read the label, and it's distilled all natural. They do a six-process distilling thing. That's why this stuff's... I mean, I haven't checked out what other flavors they have. But I just love the smell of Huckleberry. It just takes me back to Montana every time I get hit with that smell. And this stuff is so strong. But, yeah, if they're... Putting it through a fresh batch of huckleberries six times, that's why it's so, so, so uh, floral and gives off a beautiful huckleberry scent. And the flavor is just, mmm, it's like candy. I could just drink that whole bottle, but I behaved myself. I had three shot glasses and it was big shot glasses. <laughs> full after I had two of those uh, coffee-style drinks that I talked about yesterday. Those, eh, not my cup of tea. I could only handle two of them. I got two left, so I'll finish those off and get rid of them. But the wife had a sip and kind of brought her back to her white Russian days. I'm like, that's the first thing I thought of when I took a sip, took the first sip was that. So, But, yeah. 360 vodka, you're dangerous, but I want to see what other flavors you got. But uh, I, I am definitely grabbing a couple more bottles of Huckleberry before it disappears. But yeah, let's see. Is there anything else I watched recently? Uh, Florida person used 911 to ask police to test his meth for authenticity. I guess it's one way to find out if your meth is good or not, but by the time you find out, it's going to be too late because you'll be sitting in jail, jackass. I did notice that uh, the um, I can't think of his name right now, the Saturday Night Live guy, Pete Davidson, which I like the guy's never really bugged me, but it bugged me that he was going to go off in space with Captain Dipshit from the, his rusty metal dip rocket. But uh, now he says he will no longer venture into outer space since there was a rescheduling. So that's a good thing. I prefer he doesn't. But <laughs> send some other idiot up there. But let's see. X screen. Oh yeah, they have a new X screen. I mean, it's two it's like 250, 300 bucks. But it's a screen that you can connect to your Xbox Series S and it folds up into it. So you got your TV and your uh, video game system all in one. So you're forking out what? Probably about 700 bucks for those two items. But I'd actually like that cuz I don't really have a TV upstairs to play games on. I can only really play games if I'm down in the basement. That's usually late at night in the dark while the wife's sleeping. But though with the volume on, that's no fun. And it's fun, but not as much fun. So, 
I'd actually consider that. So I'm going to keep an eye on those to see when the price drops start happening. And then let's see. Elon Musk challenged Vladimir Putin to a single combat over your, over Ukraine. I don't know. I don't know much of anything. I know Elon's friends with Joe Rogan and all that stuff. I don't know if he does any tr- combat training, but I do know Vladimir uh, does jujitsu and he's pretty damn good at it. So Elon better have his shit together before making comments like that. Uh, I made it halfway through Dune, the new Dune movie on Hobo Max. It's basically a sandy, dark snooze fest. Just like the first one. I could not get into it. I don't, I wish someone would explain what they really enjoy about this movie. I tried with the original many times, but could not get through it. Uh, And I gave up halfway through the movie, which was more than I made through the original movie. (laughs) But the battles are too dark to see. It's like all the movies nowadays, which makes no damn sense. You have technology. You got the awesome technology to make some awesome graphics nowadays, and you're hiding them in the darkness. Why? Uh, a sandy desert planet? It should be dry and hot, so that should mean you should have the sun beating down on it. Uh, they have body shields that make it really annoying, so when they're fighting, it's like the characters are glitching out, like they're a little electronic characters and they're just glitching out in the computer world uh, it's just yeah it's like digital figures fighting it just was not fun yeah it's got a lot of great characters great big name characters in it but even those characters in my opinion acted kind of goofy for their parts it's like movies are just trying to be video games all dark and impactful but it doesn't work for films because video games it works great because you're trying to scare the character playing the stuff but in the films it just doesn't work like it does on video games use some damn lights camera lights camera action that's the the theme for movies lights camera action uh, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. No, if I mention it, but India accidentally fired a missile into Pakistan, which, oops, accidentally started World War Three playing with my dick rockets. <laughs> it's like take the weapons away from countries that do shit like that. Uh, but I guess that's about all I really checked out lately. Uh, watching a lot of old shows. Watched like an episode of uh, the not Lego the Domino, the dot new Domino show and stuff like that. Uh, Getting caught up on Bob's Burgers and Into the North and animated shows like that. I watched, I wanted to watch 
Ice Pirates for a fourth time before I lost HBO Max, but I had my days off by a couple days and when I went on to watch it one more time. I already lost HBO Max, so <clears throat> hopefully it'll be there when I come back on again, but I doubt it. But it's always nice to catch that. I don't know why I should just buy that movie, search for it, find a good copy of it. But if you like space adventure, check out Ice Pirates. It's just hilarious. I mean, space herpes, black robots, and just the comedic camaraderie. It's it's fun. I put that one above Spaceballs and hell above most of the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Definitely above Dune. Uh, but yeah, check out Ice Pirates. I don't see any headline shit that's catching my eyes. Fuck it. That's a good thing. We don't need a bunch of crap going on anymore between the Russian-Ukraine war and all the other people trying to get their shit out there now because of things. It's just... That we need a break from all the crappy news. I was going to throw in a weird fact at the end, but yeah, I'm running out of time. So I guess, fuck it. Check out Under the Call of MS. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club. Check out Under the Cull. There's some old video ones you'll find on YouTube. I'm going to try and get the video stuff within the next month for this thing. And... Hopefully we'll come back. We'll probably come back this weekend with some preview stuff. So we'll talk to you later. Be good and take care.